Oh, come on, people. Let's liven things up a little. It's Christmas Eve. What are the craves known for if not their legendary holiday spirit? I hate singing and I hate Christmas and I'm going to bed. Welcome to the Yuletide TV Podcast, a podcast where we watch and review a random Christmas episode to determine whether or not it's a Christmas classic. I'm Chris, and joining me as always are my friends Brian. Hello. And John. Hello. This is the seventh episode of our 20-episode Winter Safari through Christmas-themed television. If this is your first episode, welcome. I hope you like Frasier. And if not, as always, thanks for coming back. If this is your first episode, I hope you don't like Frasier. That is true. Maybe they hate <laughs> Frasier, and they're just like, hey, I want to hear these guys I hope. Frasier. I just hope. I just don't want to start our relationship with them with them being so wrong. Guys, 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 this is going to be a fun episode, all right? Regardless of how you feel about Frasier, get that Christmas spirit up. We should all have some fun mom energy going to this one. Because moms love Frasier. Sure do. My mom certainly does not. And she was also either very pleased or completely displeased based on the reviews you wrote of the podcast. Hopefully, hopefully they've all been shining stellar reviews so far of John's performance, at least. She cares about your guys' performances, too. It's a it's a holistic approach. Well, it's nice of her to care. But speaking of Christmas spirit, uh, we are officially, today is Black Friday. This is our last November episode. We have passed Thanksgiving. So are you guys ready to open those Christmas floodgates yet? Or are you going to hold out until we officially enter December? I think the dam is already broke. Uh, Christmas has been here for some time. But, yeah, I'm okay drowning now. I guess we're going to hold to that analogy. Today and tomorrow are still legally Thanksgiving. <laughs> I will, you will treat them with the respect they deserve. Thank you. And there's John's official ruling on the matter. I think, you know, today being a Friday, I'm probably still going to hold off. Although, truth be told, I'm more likely than not going to be diving into some of those uh, Hallmark holiday specials. But uh, tomorrow will probably be when the decorations start going up. Nice. What do you have for decorations, Chris? You know, I live in an apartment by myself, so my uh, my decorations are pretty sparse, but that's how I like them. You know, I have, uh, last year, I bought a bunch of Christmas DVDs and bought a nice little Christmas shoebox to put them in. So I'll bring those out, and then uh, I have a little tree with a few ornaments, and uh, I have a few uh, Christmas-themed comic books and uh, books from when I was a kid that I usually pull out and uh, kind of put on display on my bookshelves, and that'll probably be it. Nice. John, do you got anything? I keep my Halloween decorations up. <laughs> you put a Santa hat on that jack-o'-lantern or anything, or uh, just go for the full uh, Nightmare Before Christmas vibe? No. I'm, I'm, just, yeah, I was, I'm going to call the shot right now and say he does not. Just keep the Halloween decorations up until next Halloween. That's how I live. And it's one of the main reasons I invited you to be a part of this podcast. So Tune in next year for me doing a Halloween podcast with these guys. Except I won't. I don't have the tools to edit or the ability or the will to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you try stealing this IP. You try. <laughs> Welcome to the. See, the, like the thing is, there's like no words for Halloween that are like alternative. Like Yuletide TV is like a pretty cool name. There's like no alternative Halloween one that doesn't sound like cornball as f. 
Like, welcome to the Spoopy TV podcast where we spoopy TVs. Yeah, that definitely sounds like a Hallmark thing. I, why, are you, why are you saying spoopy? Because internet. Sp- I don't spoopy? know. It's, it's also spoop- been a long day. You know, yeah, man. it's Black have, Friday. Have, yeah. You know, Thanksgiving was delightful. <laughs> I looked at an Amazon screen like twice today. Yeah. That was really taxing. Did you guys have a nice Thanksgiving? Yeah, I just. Well, yeah, I just told you. <laughs> no, you you said yesterday was Thanksgiving. You didn't say you had a nice Thanksgiving, didn't I? You assume it's nice. He's a nice boy. I am a nice boy. Okay, we both had nice boy Christmases. Everyone had a good boy Christmas. Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh my bad, my bad, my bad, bad. I avoided most of my family, so that was a success. Mm. <laughs> well, what a real treat for you, I'm sure. I'm sure many people. Our listeners can relate. Maybe listen to our podcast while avoiding your family. Listen to it with them so they so they can listen to us and then ask you questions about why you listen to us. And who we are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> explain explain podcast to your grandma on Thanksgiving. That's your mission next year. <laughs> you know what? Just do it on Christmas. Just gather the family around. Make them listen to our podcast. I don't know. But everyone's a good one to you. Digimon, so you can email Chris about Digimon, and then uh, explain to your grandma both Digimon and Christmas. Yeah, first you have to explain the concept of television, then Saturday morning cartoons, then Digimon, then podcasts. How old are you? How old are your grandparents (laughs) where they didn't have televisions? (laughs) I'm just speaking to a wider audience, all right, John? We don't have the demographics from the focus group in yet. So, you know, we might be speaking to somebody, you know, who owned the first uh, Model T off the line. If you are over the age of 40, I don't know, tweet at... Tweet at Chris, and then I'll <laughs> yeah. look at it. Just I won't do anything, now. but I'll I'll send you a picture of me giving you the thumbs up, because I don't believe you exist. <laughs> yeah, we're going to need to see your birth certificate as well. And we don't care if it's in the United States or not. Keep all of your personal information to yourself. I'll believe you if you say it. Whatever. <laughs> Here's the question you need to ask yourself. Would you rather explain what Digimon is to your grandma or why you didn't bring home a significant other for the holidays. Yeah. Well, Chris. Oh, boy. Well, Chris. You rude man. Uh, Digimon. But also, did just got done with the other one. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it's a fair question to be asked. I'm just saying, which one would you rather be talking about? <laughs> you know what? If you have to explain Digimon to any member of your family, you've explained why you're single already. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so, if you're explaining Digimon to your family at holiday functions, you probably need therapy. Speaking of therapy, Chris, tell me about radiotherapist Frazier. Oh, wow. look at that segue. Did every, that's a good what segue. What a transition, that's, people. That's that was baby. from way downtown. That's what daddy do. Dominic Wilkins over here slamming the ball. <laughs> it's a deep cut basketball reference and good job. Yeah, it's also a hot rod <laughs> reference. That's why I know it. Chris, tell us about a thing. Make make the noise happen. Yeah, do the thing. Yes. I know I know how much John loves the noise. That's my favorite. 
Yes, so today we are talking about Frasier. Why? Because they do Christmas episodes, and so we're going to be talking about one of them, and because you can stream Frasier very easily, because those are the two things as we talk backwards like a normal person talks. I don't know what I'm doing, but hey. No one in Frasier talks normal either. It's fitting. Oh, mm, man. Yes, we're I not going to be I like, should like, be putting on mm, my Yes, and let's talk about Frasier today. <laughs> That's what they would yes, want. Yes, I will be... Putting that stick right up my butt and <laughs> talking very properly. How is a candy cane up the ass, Chris? <laughs> yes. So today's episode of Frasier that the episode selector has gifted us with is... Yay! Per- I love that noise. <laughs> the best noise. Perspectives on Christmas which is the ninth episode of the series, fifth season. And it originally aired on December 16th, 1997. And as I previously mentioned, you can find it streaming on Netflix if you'd like to watch it for yourself with your family or your grandmother or whoever. But if you haven't had a chance to watch it with anyone, here's a little bit about what happened. So the episode is framed with a series of flashbacks while the main characters receive massages and relate the stresses of their respective holiday seasons. Martin is worrying about hitting the high note in a Christmas pageant and is hiding it from Daphne, who mistakes his evasiveness as a sign he is dying. Niles gets trapped in an elevator, and Roz and Frazier get in a fight after he mistakenly tells Roz's mother she's pregnant. As the episode devolves into all of our characters bickering with one another, Razor finds the perfect gift by offering to bring a masseuse over to alleviate everyone's tension. Whoa, no, 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 no. What was his first gift, Chris? Well, his first gift was very sweet. He was going to sit everyone down because he thought the best way to cure everyone's, you know, anxieties and just overall flaring tempers was by taking them aside and telling them in his own words how much they truly meant to him. And then they all thought that was fucking stupid, and they decided to get massages instead. So, you know, like, how Chris's, like, like blurbs at the beginning, like, tend to be way longer because, like, more stuff happens in episodes? And Chris is super good at him. Like, he makes yeah. incoherent plots coherent. The, like, two sentences is literally all that happens in this fucking episode of Garbage. <laughs> so, none of it is funny either. None. There's zero funny parts. And this is the fifth season! They've been doing this forever! <laughs> this is like the character Frazier's 50-50 year of existence. I don't know. Uh, Cheers was on forever. He is one of the longest uh, running characters. No. I think, what's his name? Kelsey Grammer has played a character for one of the longest tenures on a television program. It's like him and that guy from Law & Order who was on also on Homicide and was also on like five other shows. The ice super tea? old, super old dude. No, that was like Ice T's partner, Richard Blazer. Richard, yeah, Blaze. I Belzer. Was, yeah. Belzer. Belzer. Yeah. Belzer. Yes. Belzer, yeah. who Richard connects like Belzer. the X Files universe with the Law and Order universe <laughs> with the, uh, with the Toy Story universe. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that last one, but the the first couple are correct. I believe. Agree to disagree. <laughs> so, okay. uh, so just just for reference, because I did this research, because. Like, I understand, like, the source of conflict of Frasier is supposed to be, like, these, like, aggressively hoity-toity, overeducated sons, like, don't, like, struggle to relate to their very blue-collar former police detective dad. And, like, obviously, like, I wanted to know how they justified it, 
or whatever. So I like I looked this up and like, you know, whatever their mom's a scientist is what the story is. But also in the episode of uh, there's an episode of Cheers where Frazier said his father was a scientist because and you want to say that's like plot continuity disruption. But whatever. I just think Frazier is a garbage person who lies about his parents because he doesn't want to admit that his dad's a hero who got shot in the line of duty. But Frazier is still the most likable character in the show. Comfortably. Besides uh, no. the dog. The dog is. I think Frazier's dad is the most likable character in the show. I, I, couldn't, I could accept that, actually. Actually, no. Scratch that. The dog is the most likable character in the show. <laughs> it's the dog. I would go dog. It is the dog. I would go dog, physical therapist, dad. <laughs> and then Frazier. Then Niles and Ross are both just butts. But, like. Niles is particularly egregious in this episode as a terrible character who exists only to leer at Daphne. He should be me too Like, <laughs> Fraser should get me too You want a little bit more context, too? Because, one, this show, just to go into a talking point, one, this is an easy episode to get into because the plot is overly simple, uh, but it's also not too easy to, like, realize the relationships between everybody. That being said, it turns out by this time in the season, Niles is married. He's married through most of the series until they get together. Is he? Oh, yeah. Ah, shit. Or with or dating someone else. Because I think he and his wife get divorced. Yeah, it's super creepy. It's a super creepy thing that, to your point, would not really play very well in today's society. And doesn't play very well looking back on it. What I have more issues with the Niles fantasizing and like being creepy and looky with a woman is like he full on like like she like bumps into him and he like hugs her and like keeps her there. And it's like, man, I could not if I could not have sexual assault with my or sexual harassment with my not funny sitcom. So here's here's the thing I think we need to look at which i think is interesting is so the structure of this episode which i think makes it a little difficult to jump into because you're dealing with flashbacks of characters you might not be familiar with and so in these flashbacks especially the first two which are martin and daphne we get the same scene played out from two different perspectives and so the first one is martin and if you're watching martin from his perspective, there's a lot of dialogue that is different than when we see the same scenes play out in Daphne's view. And so a lot of the stuff with Niles is a lot harsher. So there's like a part where Frazier like takes his eggnog away and I think he says something a little bit snippier with Martin's perspective than Daphne. Daphne, it's just like, oh, I think that's enough eggnog. So it's interesting that they frame it from her mind that like even these very creepy interactions where he's like forcing these hugs on her, it's like, okay, but that's her relating the story and you can compare them side by side and it's like she seems to have a much more favorable view of him than even his father does. In fairness, I, I guess, yeah, fair, but it's, yeah, I didn't think about the flashback stuff. <laughs> very funny that his dad thinks this kid's a pervert though. Uh, that's very disturbing actually. But here's another thing uh, to go to the, I think, detriment of the episode is that they're playing around with these different perspectives of everybody, and then they don't take it anywhere. It just ends. It's like, oh, they all have different perspectives. Let's not try to reconcile this at all. Or what do you? Wait, what do you mean? Wait, what do you mean? It it definitely goes some. It it's it it goes. It's a circle. It's all a circle. 
it's a circular form of storytelling where we have the setup of the structure being these flashbacks while everyone's getting a massage. Oh, how do they get the massage? Oh, because all of their things that have happened to them in the episode have led them to this point to end up relating the stories back again. It definitely goes somewhere. But then why have differences, little inconsistencies in how it was told? They had to reshoot this. So from like a storyteller's perspective, I'm going to go, okay, Frazier's going to have this perspective. Uh, uh, Daphne's going to have this perspective. Uh, uh, Niles is going to have this perspective. And then we're going to bring it all together so it kind of like right before we find out they get the massages, there's going to be like some kind of fight of like, wait, hold on. That's not what you said or that's not what you meant. And then it's going to bring everybody together more instead of a cop-out fucking massage. No, they're all very, very timid. They're all very timid, Brian. They can't have that level of conflict, except for Martin. He's the only one who can be honest with people. Well, I will say it is... I hate hate this show. The two things that were interesting were, one, we we never do get Frazier's perspective. That's the one person we don't get the perspective on Christmas. And two, especially with Martin, the whole plot line where he's trying to hide the fact that he's going to church with Daphne, that did get resolved a lot quicker than I would have thought. Like, you would have thought that would have played out till the end of the episode. But to, your, to what you were saying, Brian, like, yeah, that's a little weird that, like, halfway through the episode, that thing that they set up at the beginning is already resolved because there isn't a whole lot of tension. Although they do kind of filter that back in when Raj shows up and with Niles coming in kind of exasperated after being trapped in the elevator. I think the Daphne plotline of like all the flashbacks and like bits built into the flashback, like that's the only funny one. <laughs> like the wordplay about him dying, I thought was cute and funny. It made me giggle. The mm-hmm. Niles one is like egregiously unfunny, like violently did not make me laugh just made me more annoyed with that character it's the most filler too like there's nothing that really has no play on because he's so isolated it doesn't affect yeah i think it's like the core frustration that i have with like fraser in general and kind of like isolated in this episode because it breaks down the characters like into their own little sub stories there's like a c plot or whatever but it's like what's supposed to be funny is that they're like high strung and like very very like above everybody types and like oh now they have to interact with real problems look at these intellectuals not being able to climb a tree first of all you can't climb a fucking christmas tree what the fuck is wrong with all of you Goddamn, go go in the fucking woods you weirdos also whose christmas tree was that why is it in the elevator there's a lot of questions but like and why didn't they take it out of the elevator with them it was one of the people that was in the elevator. <laughs> Why didn't they take it with them? No, it was uh no, I thought it was like a decoration from the company in the like elevator. The yeah, no, it was definitely company. one of the people's in the elevator. Was it like the old man who was trying to convince everyone they're going to die? Yeah, and that's why I think they left it is cuz once he got the door open everyone was like we're getting the fuck out of here. Like they're not going to stick around and drag out the Christmas tree. And, like and as much as Niles sucks and he sucks. I do think they uh <laughs> they like we're like a little harsh on him where it's like he was annoying that he has a nice suit he's excited about and it's annoying when people like talk about that shit but like he's just stoked about a suit don't don't trap him in an elevator for that don't right. commit attempted murder because because the guy likes his italian suit and also don't steal his like $500 jacket you witch yeah that was fucked up too i mean <laughs> come on guys $2000 suit come on 
I wonder if they were trying to balance out like some of that creepiness because like he's the the first two segments of this episode he's super creepy none of that gets replayed when we get to his segment like we don't see his interaction with Daphne again from his perspective we just see him leaving and then you also the other like you also have this kind of sweet moment where he Frazier uh, and Martin are all practicing for Martin's pageant thing like those were two areas where I was like oh yeah like do more of this with this character do less of oh I would like to have sex with my father's care worker and I'm being a big creep about it. I think they just like it it happens when you watch a lot of like nineties movies. It's just like I think masculinity and like male sexuality worked different than we're used to. And it's like really uncomfortable because I was like back when it, people still thought it was okay to like, yeah, it's the best way to get a woman is persistence. Versus like how about you leave someone the fuck alone? <laughs> <laughs> like, male aggression and, like, male, like, especially, like, sexual aggression were, like, things people in the 90s were, like, that's hot. And now we're, like, that's repugnant. <laughs> it's 20, you know, like, this 22-year-old episode. The world's different and better now. Where it's not, like, oh, man, these guys went to college, so they're incapable of living in a world. Like, that's kind of gone and not funny anymore. Do you guys want to have a fun route to go on? Let's play the game where uh, <clears throat> instead of Niles getting out of the elevator and celebrating Christmas, let's imagine a diehard scenario <laughs> where terrorists take over <laughs> and it's up to Niles to save everybody. Do you just do you just want diehard? <laughs> yeah, I want diehard with Niles. What is Niles' day job, Chris? He's also a therapist. He just does private oh. practice. He has to, but he, he has to solve he has to solve the problems with therapy. <laughs> okay, so I hear that you want the money, and I understand you want to do the bail bonds. I... It's not just about the bail. Bo- That's my Alan Rickman. Yeah, no, we got it. I think okay, it's a. Uh... Just making sure. I think they're like there's, both. There's my first go at it. I think they're both like. I don't. I haven't watched a lot of Frasers because I obviously I think it's kind of an annoying and not really funny show. And what they're just better alternatives to watch with your Nick at night or whatever. Like, I think they're both, like, psychoanalysts, too, which is, like, the grossest form of therapist to be. So, (laughs) where it's like, this doesn't work and also is creepy sexually. So, I guess it suits Niles because he's garbo, but. (laughs) John, when we were were gearing up to, like, watch this and record this, like, you had mentioned something about, like, it being smart. I'd have to go back and look. Oh, it's it's not smart. It's just it's like, not. No, it's, it's not at all. I it's, don't know. I, I might need to disagree with you guys on that. Kelsey Grammer being who he is, like he's very. There's certain Shakespearean elements to this, I think, where there's a certain comedy of errors, and I really like those parts, like the part where he accidentally tells Roz's mom that she's pregnant without realizing it, and then again the kind of full circle come around back to okay his. We know that his, even though we don't get his perspective, we know that his whole thing throughout the episode is he's trying to find the perfect gift for everyone. And we find out that, oh, we've already known all along what his perfect gift is because at the end of the episode, we end up seeing that his gift is giving the massages that have been framing the structure of everything. So I think that is kind of smart in, in the way they do things. Oh, and I guess I, I'm that's smarter than me. Like, so cool. But I guess my issue with Frasier in kind of in general is 
it has like potential to be super relatable as a TV show, right? For most of us in America, like we're uh, not to say like most, but a lot of us, our parents were successful. Like a lot of parents have been successful and they created like a ladder for you to move above them. And a lot of us, especially for my generation, like my parents are older. So they built like a social ladder from like the bottom to like upper middle class-ish. And then like I got to go to school and I got like kind of like a novelty degree I don't really use. So like, and in a lot of ways, like my dad, who's like main hobbies were like guns, patriotism, and then light beer. Like I kind of became like unrelatable in a lot of things that like we could talk about. So unless like we were talking about football, like we just like didn't understand each other. But instead of like having it be like, oh, look, this is like a relatable thing. A lot of us don't fully understand our parents and you don't fully understand your kids. It's like your kids went to school and look at them now fucking weirdos that wear suits am i right suit wears (laughs) (laughs) and that's kind of how i've always interacted with like or fraser's always like read to me is just like it's not inherently relatable and maybe it's not its intention to be but it's maybe my disconnect with it i think fraser's is the 90s version of the big bang theory no it's (laughs) no a lot of slapstick humor it's it's just no. It's what they think the nerds are like. No, but they're not they're not pandering. Frasier doesn't pander to its audience. I think like home improvement was like Big Bang Theory. Yeah, too more I, so. I than think that's Frasier. a more apt. Ooh. Where it's just like it's incredibly accessible even to children. You guys aren't destroying my heart hot take. You're just like slowly deflating it. It's, like, more akin to the struggles the West Wing had than, like, the struggles the Big Bang Theory had. Where it's, like, you're just putting words in here to make this harder to understand for no reason. Like, you're creating this, like, overly dense plot where, like, Daphne's plot is funny. The Ross plot is funny. Just do those. (laughs) Just be (laughs) funny. Right, and they're throwing in, like, way more stuff. It's very convoluted with what they think. Like, I think this, like, higher society takes, so to speak. So, like, when he's doing his, when Frazier's, like, going through the vocal lessons with his dad, and he's talking about the roles that he's played, I've never heard of those fucking plays before, or those characters, because it's very, like, kind of highbrow culture. It's self-serving to be like, Kelsey Grammer's smart. Everybody, look how smart Kelsey Grammer is. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's it's that kind of pandering i just didn't like it i hope you guys are ready to get roasted for being plebes by the internet i am <laughs> so ready i will Let's do i it. am confident in it and like my dude's like yeah i'm a plebe like i also like i don't fucking need to, <laughs> need to like first of all the senior lessons are long don't ever listen to anything kelsey Grammer says if we want to be plebe like we all have specific knowledge is my Yes, what I'm trying no, to ramble I, towards. Like, we have specific knowledge. We don't. I don't need to put my specific knowledge in everything. Fight me. Fight me. Whatever. I forget the opposite of plebes. Oh, no. I am too stupid for Frasier. <laughs> no. Okay. No, no, one is, no one is too stupid for Frasier. That's no. the thing. Uh, let me... I used to know when, where plebeians came from. No, I forgot. Uh... Uh, uh. It's proletarian is that is the non plebeian. There we go. There we go. Yeah, it feels better. I I can just hear the the tension relieved in your voice. Yeah, it's it's 
I got like four things in my head, Chris. And when I lose, when I think I'm losing one, who it's a, it's a sad day. <laughs> Once you get down to two, you, there's just nothing that can be done. Well, I think we've talked a lot about what we've liked and what we haven't liked about this episode. What did you guys think, though, about the Christmasness of it? I think that's something we haven't really touched on too much, being a Christmas-themed podcast. What do we think of how this episode did executing on its Christmasness? It's so Christmassy, man. It's There's even a Santa and a Mrs. Claus and a Wiseman, and I'm like, it's so Christmassy. There's a tree. He has, he has to climb an unclimbable yeah. tree. It's a Christmas tree. I think it's on level with, like, Full House or Home Improvement, where... It's pretty Christmassy, but it's not driving anything home for me. See, I, I think it does a nice job. I th- yeah. I think it's a, def- a different level than the Full House and Home Improvement, be- just because you don't have those young kids. So I think there's there's just a slightly different tone to its Christmasness. But you get it start. It's very familial. Uh, you have the decorating of the tree. You have Martin being in a Christmas pageant, and you get, we even get a little bit of caroling, which I thought was very nice. And uh, then at the end, of course, we have someone giving a gift to the people he loves. So I thought I thought there was a really nice mix of Christmasness here, and a, a little more adult Christmas as we experience, but overall, really nice atmosphere to it. I really liked pregnant Mrs. Claus roasting children. <laughs> the, the, that was pretty good the uh the old kid in particular just yeah <laughs> going hard on <laughs> i thought that like i don't know i thought that was a that was a fun fun time fun time with do, like i don't understand why niles hates her so much because she seems like she just reacts defensively to getting attacked by a weird pervert niles yeah he was being a real dick to her too let her just roast people forever and break champagne glasses. She's the naughty Santa or the naughty elf, the South Pole elf. Well, she's no, she's Mrs. Claus. Yeah, but she's taking that approach to it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bad. This is this is what inspired bad Santa. Bought <laughs> this bought this, this episode by Billy Bob Thornton the house. Did anyone want to try and take a stab at hitting that high note that Martin was trying to hit? Do we want to do like a quick round of? getting our vocal cords <laughs> to see if we do any better than you my neighbors will be real confused and my dog might put her head in the I pillow i don't think so i've maybe. ever sang like i i have listened to where my vocal tone is isn't it like what are they when they're trying to like reach up on is it just like the one i'm like shining like that one no no it's, no, the, it's... oh night oh night it's yeah. not that hard yeah it's yeah. it's most yeah it's like a middle range no i just walk it up yeah it's like a I, he gives good advice about scooping. You should if you're if you're struggling to sing, scoop into your pitch. But like, <laughs> also, it's I liked how very clearly it is that John Mahoney is like good and naturally into like like in key, and then he's just like I vocal fry, vocal fry to not sing. Lean on the vaudeville. <laughs> yeah, he he really seemed to be trying to hide the fact that he actually could sing that pretty well. <laughs> Chris, do you have any notes on his career and if he's had any uh, accolades towards uh, his singing? Uh, I do not, offhand. No offense, he's a nine million year old man, and like all those like old school actors were like, they could all sing and dance. <laughs> to... Yeah, right. So I would not be surprised if he had some Broadway background. I mean, that seems like somewhere that Kelsey Grammer would pull him from is like being a 
proficient Broadway star. Be like, yeah, man, they're in Cheers together. So he joined the Steppenwolf Theater in, uh, I think it's in Chicago, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you guys are yeah, the ones yeah, looking this Lincoln stuff Park. up on the fly. I, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I knew I I when I did my pre research to figure out what like why the kids were weirdos. Oh, it, they talked about that he was like because they talked about like the inconsistency of his father and Cheers to his father now. He was a he was like a character in Cheers. That's like a recurring character. So he probably knew him from Cheers. So he won a Tony for best featured actor in a play for his performance in John Gar's. The House of Blue Leaves. Homeboy can sing. Is that a musical? That looks that that looks like a musical. If it's on Broadway, it's a musical. Homeboy can sing. Tonys are (laughs) just for musicals, musicals, right? They don't. Is it just for? Yeah, that's why I hesitated. Like, is it musicals or is it? I'm pretty confident. uh, Yeah. Hold on. House of Blue Leaves. A zookeeper longs to write songs for movies, as his AWOL son and Pope arrive in New York City. So yeah, yeah, that's about singing. Well, I mean, his character on Cheers was a singer. He oh. sings on Cheers. Well, there we go. <laughs> so, yeah. He's a jingle writer. So I guess he's supposed to be... Oh, no. The Billy, Billy Joel. He's supposed to be Billy Joel. There you go. But Boston Billy Joel. The Tonys are for any live Broadway theater. So I guess it doesn't have to be for musicals, specifically. But, like, it doesn't usually, like, if you're on Broadway, isn't it usually a musical? Because that draws the money. Very rarely are you, like, you're getting the weird off-Broadway plays crossing over with no, like, True, but I think, that's where you get stuff like Mike Birbiglia, too, doing, like, one-man shows occasionally, too. Because I think think he was nominated for, I don't know that he was nominated for a Tony, but there have definitely been one-man shows nominated for Tonys. Will Ferrell, maybe, when he did that evening with Bush or something. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i suppose hmm. i thought this show. i thought this was like i don't know as far as like christmas theming it had the most christmas in a you in a different way that like wasn't it was the first like not trite christmas theming we got yeah that's that's a good point i mean i i think there's a little bit kind of going back to what you guys were saying about just the overall plot of the episode and what was or wasn't landing for you i think there's some very tropey misunderstanding sitcom stuff here like the the typical stuff you see in a sitcom but i also think that christmas while it was present and part of the plot it wasn't too cutesy about how it was integrating it like the last two episodes we watched well like the last two episodes just did the same story pretty right (laughs) in kind of different ways where it's like these kids, they don't know the meaning of Christmas. Mm-hmm. And this one, I guess, is kind of more fun for adults. At least the ending was fun because it was like, these adults, they don't know the meaning of Christmas and they just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and they never will. Right. Or the fact that it doesn't matter if they know it or not. They just want massages. Yeah. Because being an adult <laughs> is hard. You know what? As much as I just gave a long diatribe about how the show is like alienating, agreed. <laughs> I would prefer a massage to Christmas. So <laughs> well, there you I go. concur, Kelsey. You got me. Nice. I feel like I came I went on a real hero's journey here. Went the full <laughs> path around. <laughs> well, let's see if that affects your final judgments. Shall we determine what we thought of this episode overall? As a reminder, we have three categories that the episode can fall into. 
We're either going to call it a Christmas classic, a pair of socks, or a lump of coal. John, I'm, I am on the edge of my seat waiting to hear where your journey has landed you. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought about it really hard after after everything I just said at the end there, and uh, I'm still never going to watch Frasier again because it blows and it's not <laughs> funny. Uh, thank you. That is all. No, you gotta give a thing, man. Oh, oh, it's a it's a lump of coal. Like, don't watch Frasier. Come on, man. <laughs> like, try to have fun. <laughs> have fun once in your life. <laughs> Just do better. Be better. There's like funnier Kelsey. There are funnier things with Kelsey Grammer in it. If you need to watch Kelsey Grammer, I don't know. Give give me one. Yeah, watch The Expendables three. <laughs> yeah. Oh my I, god. Let me let me. Go. I <laughs> guarantee right. I've seen something funny with Kelsey Grammer in it. You know that video on YouTube where he falls off the stage? That's funnier than every Frasier Ooh. bit. Oh, um, I don't know that video, actually. He falls off the stage, and he's, like, hammered drunk, I think. I don't <laughs> want to say hammered drunk. I don't want to get... I'm not... No, no, no. I Maybe. I might be misremembering. Um, <laughs> watch X-Men Days of Future Past, because that's kind of fun. <laughs> I don't know. I just watched him fall off a stage. <laughs> it's very funny, right? Like you can tell he's doing it's something good. real self-indulgent, and he just eats oh, fucking good. shit. Just fucking goes down real hard. Down goes Frazier. His IMDb is like kind of a bummer. Oh, watch there is you it? go. Watch any episode of The Simpsons he's in. Oh. Watch you know that like one where he has to like. Sing the part from the music. I forget the name. Oh, of the music. Pirates of Penzance. Yeah, yeah, dude. Watch just watch that clip for Christmas. Whatever. It's better than if you if you have to watch Kelsey Grammer on Christmas because of some weird like blood pact or something. I don't know. Do that. That's better. <laughs> watch, watch him in Thirty Rock. He's in one episode of Thirty Rock and he's all right. <laughs> I think he's probably a pretty good actor. April says he's an asshole. Watch. Uh, yeah, I think he fair. is. I think he is a little bit of an asshole. I don't think he's as much of an asshole as Tim Allen is. Like, he's conservative no. Hollywood, so he's kind of an asshole. But sure, I don't think he's said as blatantly inflammatory things. <laughs> I, I heard he's just hard to work with. Oh. Well, like, I'm, this is a man who wants to make fucking Shakespeare references in a network sitcom. <laughs> like, Well, when you put it that way. He's got to be a goddamn nightmare out there. Uh, what is it? Watch. <laughs> I had a I had a good one to good one to watch besides the Simpsons. Watch Toy Story two. There you go. Oh. That's fun for the whole family and the holidays. Toy Story. Fuck two. you, Chris. I found right. one. I knew I could find one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's it? Oh, you know, my IMD remembered that I looked up Clute for the last episode. <laughs> it's like, oh, what's this? What's this credit? Oh, Dude, no, it's just you know, you know, like how Amazon's a robot that'll like send you advertisements for things you've thought about. I got like I had like a week and a half of clute. <laughs> Wait, week and a half of clute? It's only been two days. Yeah, two days of clute that are going to be a week. It's going to be a week and a half of clute. Though. Well, now I've, hey Chris, now it's going to just like snip, snip, snip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now yeah. It's gonna, but now it's going to be three weeks of clute because we just did it again. <laughs> Donate to the Patreon so we can watch Clute. Free me from this. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So Lumpa Cole. Brian, what did you think? Uh, uh, I'm going to give it a, uh, it's, it's a Lumpa Cole. It's just a lump of fucking coal. Here comes Chris. It's a fucking Christmas classic. <laughs> wow. 
It's not what I sound like. <laughs> One. Two, I'm going to just call it a pair of socks. I was not as down on this episode as you guys were, but I'm also not going to say it's any better than it is. I think it's pretty standard fare. So I think just a nice mid-range pair of socks is, is perfectly fine. I think it, it does some nice Christmas stuff. I think you're going to get a few chuckles out of this. But yeah, if you don't like Frasier overall, you're not going to like this episode either. So I take that. I think Frasier... I think I think Frasier is like the gin cocktail of like TV to a degree because there's like a lot of TV that everyone loves that I hate, and I think like in the free in Frasier I'm in like the majority, and it's not like a strong majority of like there's for sure a plurality of people who like Frasier, but you have to have like a certain weird brain, and I don't dislike you for liking Frasier. I just don't understand you. <laughs> John, do, John, did you just say that my wife has a a weird brain. She she probably does, my dude. She's, ma- <laughs> she's married to you. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, Brian. Where's where's our where's our hot take from April? I thought we were gonna get a hot take from uh, April. She's episode. very disappointed in my opinion of Frasier and this episode, uh, and has removed herself from the recording. Or has she? Listeners, I'm excited to bring you this exclusive audio clip from April sent to me after. We recorded this episode. Listen in to hear her take. Frasier's not bad. You guys are bad. And now, back to the rest of the podcast. Happy, uh, happy divorce. Happy first Christmas. <laughs> Look what you've cost, Christopher. Fuck. God damn it, Chris. I blame this on you. She's she shattered all of his champagne glasses. <laughs> you're you're paying for all my alimony. All of it. Well, just another reason to donate to the Patreon. But if I get alimony, you get none of it. <laughs> I'm actually gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put it on the Patreon massages. <laughs> ooh, sure. ooh, yes. <laughs> uh, okay. How much? <laughs> let me see what massages cost by Chris. Because <laughs> uh, uh, you boys are gonna have to pay if you want us to be relaxed and making good content. <laughs> oh, it's only. It's, it's only going to be, it's only, for at least for me and Chris, it'd be like $100, so donate $100 to the Patreon. Wait, for both of you or a person? A, like, in, an introduction massage is $50, and I don't know oh, why, right, I don't yeah. know why I would need an advanced massage. And we're doing couples massage, right? So we get a bigger discount? You know what? We have, I will put it on the Patreon as couples massage, because I think that's <laughs> no, far no, no, funnier. No, 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 no. Hundred dollars for an individual massage, and then like I don't know, two hundred bucks for a couple's massage. Because yeah. then you get a nicer massage. Whatever, man. I'm still gonna be stoked if someone pays for ice cream. <laughs> so. Aim low. Actually, I'm gonna be. You better if this Patreon better raise a total of fifty five dollars, because I really want to watch the town again. Watch. <laughs> hey, hey, is there? Can we add a Patreon to fly me out from Salt Lake? to do a lot like an in-person recording with all you guys yeah if this if this podcast inexplicably blows up i will three hundred dollar patreon i will if this if like i said if it inexplicably blows up i will put a patreon goal with enough money to fly you out book a bar where we do a live watch of the town yes (laughs) but it's gonna be like a five thousand dollar goal which i don't got five thousand friends man (laughs) if they let me if they fly me business class not coach 
I will listen to Jeremy Renner's album the whole flight. <laughs> and give us a review of it upon landing. Yes. Yes. A four-hour review of Jeremy Renner's music. All of his music. I'll listen to everything. As many times as it takes to fill. I'll put it on repeat, and I'll play it when the wheels go up, and I'll uh, stop it when we touch down. Dude, you're going to actually die. I might. I might. But if it's for the Patreon... If, if it's for a free business class <laughs> ticket. <laughs> All that's going to get you through with the germ worm is just looking at that album cover and longingly petting it. Because <laughs> the boy's uh, a babe. I'll, I'll pay for my own drinks. Yuletide Jeremy Renner podcast, baby. Yuletide Jeremy Renner podcast. <laughs> Here, let's start a petition to have Jeremy Renner do a Christmas album. I'm sure it's not that far. <laughs> Bring this far down the line. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm going to be real with you. He's kind of maxing out, but <laughs> he's a quality actor. He's, he's, yeah, he does a he good. Does, yeah, he's, he did the Hurt Locker. Yeah. Chris. Someone's kissing. Chris, would you like to free us from this hell? Yes, I very much would. <laughs> break the loop, <laughs> because Chris. I think we're... Use the time stone and break the loop. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm going to try and do here by saying we are done with Frasier. So that means we get Please, to God. tell people what we're going to be covering in our next episode, which will be our first December episode. Do you guys want to know what we're going to be watching? Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. With all my heart. Well, kids, let me tell you the story about how we're going to watch Symphony of Illumination from How I Met Your Mother, which you can find streaming on I also Hulu. don't like this <laughs> show. <laughs> Why? I, <laughs> I got I got some opinions on how I met your mother. I'd like to talk about next week. Well, yes. <laughs> Save them for next. I just week. watched Gone Girl. New Pat Neil Patrick Harris is kind of a bad actor. Be ready, everybody. <laughs> Ooh, this is gonna be a fun episode. Ooh, real spicy. It's at least worse than everybody in that movie, but he's. I just think he's probably not good. Chris, should people rate and review this episode? <laughs> yeah. They should also subscribe Do your to it. Job, Chris. Yeah, if you should you should subscribe if and write nice things so my mom reads them so I can have a good holiday or else I'll have to have holidays outside in the snow. Yeah, there're 25 and days in December. That. Fill some of those days by writing reviews that make John's mom proud of him. Do you review like the good 20 minutes of this episode? We're not telling you which 20 minutes those are, but they're in there somewhere. That's yeah, they're, they're, they it's, exist. It's up to you to find, really. <laughs> if you think you found the secret 20 minutes, email us at yuletidetv at gmail.com or with any of your other Christmas podcasty needs. You can also reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter at yuletidetv. And hey, I don't think we've mentioned this before, but it exists. So we also have a website, yuletidetv.com. That's where you can find episodes and links to other stuff and We'll have bios on there and that you can learn more about us and what anything else you need to know. That's a good place to find it. YuletideTV.com. You can get the information to email Chris about Digimon there. I already gave you that information. YuletideTV at gmail.com. Well, give it. Yeah. Now you got it again. All right. Subject yeah. okay. line, Digimon. Okay. I'm putting them all in a folder that I am definitely reading. He's going to reply to all of We're them. We're making sure he is. He's going to reply to every single one. With steaming hot takes. So hot. So spicy. <laughs> We're glad you're alive. 
We're all, yes, yeah. we're all glad you're alive. Thanks for listening. Have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I am chaos! Sleigh Bell Sounds provided by Michael Koenig from soundbible.com and Joy to the World provided by freexmasmp3.com.